How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's waste no time, because one of the best things about our digital archives is all of the Paul Hamilton opens. Why? Because that means we get to talk to our own Paul Hamilton on the West Her Hotline. Paul, it's Derek, it's Kyle, it's another Sabres game night, and... Are they going to win? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins The Pittsburgh Penguins were in Los Angeles on Thursday. I, that's another one. What did they... Uh, really? The schedule maker makes him play in Los Angeles on Thursday and have a home game on Saturday? That's kind of a little wacky. So, yeah, the Sabres are back-to-back, so I'm I'm kind of expecting two tired teams uh, in, in this hockey game. By the way, you missed the most important reason why I would have been watching that football game on Thursday. Uh-oh. Okay, let's hear it. The most important reason, fantasy football. You gotta you gotta watch your players. I have DJ Moore. I wasn't watching that football game. I had, I, <laughs> I picked up Foreman that day because I had two of my three running backs on bye week, thinking it's against Carolina. He he actually was getting yardage but no touchdowns. But I go, you know what? He might in the end zone against Carolina. He sure did. So I wound up with seventeen. I have Thieland also, which was a little disappointing. So yeah, I watched it for my fantasy team. I mean, I I decided not to watch that for the sake of my fantasy team. I didn't want to look at the disappointment that was probably going to happen. I mean, that's just. I mean, man, every week I go at Evan and I go through the league and we try to find the worst game of the of the um of the week. It happened on Thursday. Like, there's no way that. There's no way another game this weekend can outstink that one, right? Ooh. Yeah, fantasy football has brought me <laughs> to games over the years that I never probably would have watched. Anyway, let's talk about something better, <laughs> a little more enjoyable. Um, yeah, technically there's less points scored, but actually between the Bears and Panthers, maybe not. Um, the Sabres, Penguins, <laughs> and also the Sabres winning last night against the Wild. A shaky start for the Sabres, but willing and capable of overcoming it. Um, puck possession seemed to really favor the Wild early on, and then the Sabres are the ones that come away with this. And, oh my God, Paul, when's the last time we were able to say that they were able to out just... The Wild got goalied by the Sabres. A team got goalied by the Sabres. 
Sabres have gotten good goaltending this year, especially from Lukanen and Comrie, and Levi's played some good games too, and he certainly won them a hockey game without question. He was the number one star in that game yesterday. Uh, by the way, I don't understand how uh, Sabres get all three stars in that game. They they didn't dominate the game. Kaprasov uh, 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 was, was phenomenal in that hockey game. I would have had number, him number two right behind Levi. Um, really, a guy who didn't have any points – I thought was actually Buffalo's best player other than Levi was Casey Middlestad. I mean, I, I thought he was excellent in that hockey game. I, I, I really liked his game, and if I was picking stars, actually I would have taken him third. I, I thought he was that good. Now, I don't mind Paterka. They, they took Paterka, and Paterka had a very nice game too. And uh, I've really liked how Paterka has improved his game and added to his game and, and really worked hard on his game. Uh, this year and made himself a much better hockey player because of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, Casey Middlestad, I, 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 could, I can't say enough good things about what I saw from him in that hockey game. Let's talk about number 37. Let's keep it rolling with Casey Middlestad, a player that has been showing this since the second half of last season, uh, some more of this ascent into being one of the steadier players in your top six with this team. Paul, uh, obviously Middlestad is a player that, they need to ask themselves, what's it going to have to look like if he's going to be a part of this core going forward in terms of like an extension-wise and um, how important he has become to this top six? I think important enough that they got to figure it out. they got to figure out a way to you know, make him part of that core and, and uh, you know, get him back. I, I know you, you eventually can't sign everybody, and they're going to have to sign Quinn and Paterka and Levi. Uh, so there are other guys – even if, you know, Ryan Johnson continues, you know, he'll, you know, eventually wind up with a contract. And those are things they have to move forward with and look at. You know, that's why they aren't trying to sign the number one free agent on, on July 1st, because they understand where their payroll is going to wind up. And there just isn't room in the end to be able to go get a guy like that. Plus, it's it's foolish. I mean, I'm you know what has Johnny Goodrow done for Columbus? I mean, not that Columbus is any great shakes, but he's not performing anywhere near the way he can too. And the contracts on July first are mostly regretted in two or three years, and uh, so that's why the Sabers stay away from it. And I totally agree with them. You know, they get you know the free agents like Clifton or Eric Johnson or those types of guys. They aren't going after the big money guys. Uh, it just isn't worth it. So, you know, moving forward, I think Casey Middlestad is somebody that has become a very important part of this hockey team and, um, you know, is somebody I think they need moving forward. Uh, and the thing is, you know, look at him now, how hard he is on pucks and how, you know, he, he doesn't get pushed off pucks and he's right on things and the way he battles along the walls. Those aren't things we said two or three years ago when we were talking about Casey Middlestad. And it took him longer, and you've, you've probably heard me say, and I probably have said it to you, you, you just don't give up on 23, 24-year-old guys. And that's where I was at with Lukanen, and the jury's still out. He's started the year very well, played very well. But I'm not willing to say he's there. I'm not willing to say, well, he's going to be a very good goaltender in the NHL. It's been one month. Um, he had a good month last year where he was rookie of the month, and he went 12-3. and three. So... Uh, you know, it's the consistency that we'll need to see from him, but he's only 24. 
And I, I even in the off season, I just kept saying I'm not willing to give up on a 24 year old goaltender. Uh, if, if they would have given up on a 24 year old Linus Allmark, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing in the league right now. Uh, he was. It took him six years of development to become a number one goaltender. And if if it was time to give up on 23 and 24 year olds, Tage Thompson and Casey Middlestat would be doing what they're doing right now on other hockey teams. You have to sometimes live through a long development and stop making snap decisions on guys who are 22 and 23 and 24. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes you wait and wait and wait, and it doesn't work out. But sometimes it does. And I think Casey Middlestat and Tage Thompson fall into that category. That's a really good point with those two players because I, I was ready to write off Tage a couple of years ago, and I'm happy to eat crow on that. He was frustrating, but you know these last three years have been a renaissance. It's a unicorn-type scenario with, with that player, and it's really, really, really cool. I planned on asking you about Savoy's game last night until I saw his ice time and how little he actually was on the ice. <laughs> um, so I guess I will yeah, it instead— just, It just became a game where it was like, yeah, let's not put him in, in the middle of this the way it was going, and— he actually did his last shift. He did cough up the puck and wound up three-on-one the other way. I don't think that's why he sat the rest of the game, but it was just it, it was just one of those games where it's like, you know what, it's just not fitting in right now. Uh, so, you know, other than that, I, it, really there was nothing that you could say good or bad uh, with the way he played. He really had no chance to get into the flow of the game. So I guess I should jokingly ask, will we see Matt Savoy's debut tonight? <laughs> his parents can come to Pittsburgh they came to Buffalo they flew into Buffalo quickly for uh the game so in a back-to-back if he's in the lineup yeah I would think he would get uh you know more ice time than he saw but they're in a little pickle now they've got to make a move because they got to bring Samuelson off IR mm-hmm. um I, I I'm sorry I just don't think the move is to send Ryan Johnson back to Rochester I think he deserves to be here I think not only from what we've seen in this brief NHL stay, but the whole everything, whether we're talking about prospects camp, whether we're talking about the prospects challenge, whether we're talking about the preseason, whether we're talking about his short stay in Rochester, everything has gone very well for him and he's looked very good. And I hate to see, I would hate to see him have to go back because they don't have a roster spot for him. To me, that's unacceptable. You've got to find a way to be able to reward him for the way he's played and to keep him. Um, so for me, I probably would set right now send Rusick back and open up a spot that way. Maybe you dress 7D, maybe you don't. I don't know. Uh, they did it in his first game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But he would not be my move right now, and I don't think it's fair to him if he is. Paul, so let's talk about the roster space here. And you you mentioned the first move that you would make being Lucas Rusek. Uh, Of course, you still have down the line, um, Zach Benson will eventually come off of IR. Uh, Brandon Biro is also on IR. Um, Kyle is showing me a graphic of something. I'm getting there, Powell. Um, (laughs) Or also uh, the fact that Jack Quinn's going to be coming available to this team relatively soon. We're in November. Like it's his mm, timeline's going to be relatively soon. You still got about another month and a half on him. Still, it's still a question that you have to put down the line here of uh, more roster spots becoming available. And I'm going to ask you a, a fun 
possibly tough question of would the Sabres consider waiving a player that uh, could be claimed in, say, Victor Olofsson or um, Jacob Bryson because of the fact that Ryan Johnson has earned his way back onto this uh, onto this team. And for Olofsson's sake, man, what has happened to him is unfortunate, but it's becoming a black hole on the ice with him. Well, it's been that way for a while. Even when he was scoring goals last year, he would go 15 or I don't, know, I don't remember exactly how many games it was, but double-figure games without a goal. And um, it, it just when he's not scoring goals, it's just what's he doing for you? And the answer to that question is absolutely nothing. So, uh, and then, you know, I think they've shown since they aren't playing him and not dressing him for games – and it's deserved. It's not like they're screwing him over or anything like that. I mean, it, he's getting what, what he the way he's playing. And um, I don't, I don't know where this goes. Yeah, you can wave him. I don't. Do you want him in Rochester? He's not going to be happy if he's down there. Do you want him hanging around Roseanne and and Kulik and and the rest of them if if he gets sent down there? He's not going to be happy camper whatsoever. You could do the Molson thing and just find him a place to play. They found a place for him to play in Ontario, California, uh, you know, when they did that with him. Um, And does he finally just get fed up like Bogosian did? And remember, Bogosian said, that's it. Just go ahead, void my contract. Let me just get out of here, and I'll, I'll go find my own place to play. And they did. So they voided his contract, and that was the, that was, I mean, does Olison? I'm sure he's made enough money in his life that, uh, you know, he might want just want to play and just want to get out of this situation, and maybe he would ask to have his contract voided. I don't know. But, yes, I think waiving players, if you have to, you have to. I mean, last year they waived Casey Fitzgerald. They got over it, you know, and, you know, Florida claimed him, and they never got him back. They never sent him down where they could get him back. And it was a big thing then, but – I mean, nobody even talks about it now or thinks about it now. So if you got to wave somebody to make a spot, that's what you got to do. That seems like a crazy amount of accommodation. And listen, I understand this is all speculation. That seems like a lot of hoops to jump through for a guy like Olofsson, who respectfully has been like a power play specialist for five seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I, you know, know, that's, it's, that's, it's a guaranteed contract, and you, you don't have a lot of options. Right. I mean, you can wave them. Nobody's going to pick up that contract, so – but I, quite honestly, and I, Victor Olson is a great guy. He's not a he's a great person. I mean, he's not a bad person. But human nature. I mean, I wouldn't be happy if I were him and got sent to Rochester. And you know, maybe my attitude wouldn't be the best. Sure. And you know, you as I said, do you, is that what you want around your young players? And I'm not, as I said, Victor Olson is a, is a very Good guy. I mean, he's a good human being. So uh, if you wave him, I, I think maybe you got to find him another place to play, possibly, and uh, um, and just look at it that way. And he, as I said, he might initiate, say, you know what? Okay, go ahead, void my contract, and and let me find a place to play. I am going to hate myself for doing this. Um, I'm pulling the. Uh proverbial stick of dynamite and throwing it into the uh throwing it into the tunnel the sources keep coming out about patrick kane paul um as much of a headache it is for me one of his biggest strengths is a 
is being able to produce on the power play, which is the Sabres' biggest struggle so far. If they had a power play, a real functioning power play, Paul, I think it'd be over for the league. How old is he now? 35, I believe. Yep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Rumors keep coming back. And, and I, it's can, getting... he still, <laughs> can he still help a power play? Is he still Patrick Kane? Yeah. Especially coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. And the question is, too, why would he want to come here right now? Yep. I mean, the Sabres aren't winning the Stanley Cup this year. I think they're improved, but they're not winning the Stanley Cup this year. Are they winning it next year? Hmm? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what their team's going to look like next year. So why would he want to sign with a team that is maybe three years away from minimum playing, winning for Stanley Cup? Minimum? Trust me. I, like I said, I hate myself for even having to bring it up, but it continues to show up through sources. It keeps showing up in reports. And um, unfortunately, it is our job. I just don't seem to... like why he want to come here. Oh, yeah, if, I know. If, I agree. If, if winning, if he wants to play in Buffalo, that's one thing. But I think he wants to win. And I think the Sabres are improved. I think the Sabres are on the right track. But I don't think the Sabres are winning the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah. And I think that's more of what he'd be looking for. Absolutely. Like I said, I agree with you on everything there. It's just, unfortunately, it's our job to bring it up because, um, well, that's just what's being shown through reports, through through other sources. And like I said, I hate myself for even having to say it. But what I will bring up, though, Paul, is the fact that they are struggling with a power play that was very good for the majority of last year. But right now, is their Achilles heel that could ultimately cost them points down the line? And it's crazy because, for the most part, it's the same guys that were last year. They wound up uh, a little bit down. I think it was eighth. Um, but they were in the top three to five all year long. It was just at the end where this started. It did start last year, and it was right near the end of the year where they were having trouble with the power play, and it has carried over into this year to a point where there are times they can't even enter the zone. Now, what doesn't help, and I know people, there are people that will cringe. I mean, their power play right now is ranked 27th at 11.6%. Um, and if you say, all right, what does that mean? What does 11.6% mean? The New Jersey Devils are the best at 38.5%. That's what it means. The best are at 38.5%. you are at 11 And part of the problem, they, they don't enter the zone very well, but they lose every faceoff. So, okay, you, you start the power play in the offensive zone, you lose the, fa- lose the phase off, and down it goes. So now you got to go chase. And you, you lose a lot of time on your, on your, on your power play because you got to go chase. Now you got to bring it up ice. You have trouble entering the zone, so it takes you another minute or more to even get into the zone because they keep stopping you and sending it back down the ice. But you, you never got the possession because you can't win a draw. You absolutely cannot win a draw, and it's the same thing on the penalty kill uh, or at the end of games. You know, they, they never had a chance to score in the empty net because they never get the puck because they lose every draw. There were a lot of defensive draws at the end there, and Tage Thompson lost every one of them. And uh, they are the second-worst team in the league at, at faceoffs. There was a point last night where I, I tweeted out, I think they were 3-24 and on faceoffs. It was just like they lose every draw, but but that hurts you on the power play. 
because you, you, you start in the zone, and if you win the faceoff, you're, you can get set up right away. You don't have to get an entry, but they can't win the draw, so they don't have puck possession, and it just it's a, it's a vicious cycle for them. That, that to me, is, it, starts a, it starts a power playoff badly right away. Quick two-pronged wrap-up question here, Paul, and it has to do with the Vegas imports. Any worry about Krebs' slow start to the season, and will we see Tuck back in the lineup tonight? I I don't know. They they were very questionable with Tuck yesterday, so I I would we didn't we didn't have a morning skate today, but I would guess he's very questionable for this game too. Uh, we're gonna have to wait and see till we talk to Don Granado later on. Okay. Uh, if he's going to be able to go, but I, I don't think the word questionable would have left the equation yet. Um, Samuelson will be back, uh, so he as we already talked about, so he'll be back in. Um, but yeah, I, I think Alex Tuck is is. We'll have to wait and see if he's going to be able to get in there. Um, last one here for you, Paul, and this is just a the continued ascent of Tage Thompson in very different ways. Now he's looking more defensively responsible than we've ever seen him in his career. Uh, is it too early or presumptuous to say Thompson for Selkie? There's no Bergeron to dominate the trophy anymore. Mm, no, I don't think that's... <laughs> but you are correct in what you say. You know what they did during the summer? They basically told him and Greenway that we want to make you guys penalty killers. And they wanted to get Thompson on the ice more and, uh, you know, wanted to make him a penalty killer. Unfortunately, with the two power play goals that were scored on them last night and missing Samuelson and missing Tuck and having Greenway in the penalty box cost them one of them, they went down to ninth, you know, in, in just one swoop there. I think they, they started – they were tied for fourth, you know, starting the day. Uh, so – but it's the only time – you could question their penalty kill all, all year long. and But Matias Samuelson is a big part of their penalty kill, and then you take Tuck off of it, who is also a big part. And as I said, the one green, the last one, Greenway's in the penalty box. You've taken three uh, very, very good penalty killers off your kill. Well, chances are you may get scored on there, and they did. Um, so, But they told Thompson they want to use him on the penalty kill, and he really took it to heart. And decided, you know, he he needs he he really worked on becoming more of a two way player because last year, as good as they were offensively, they had some troubles defensively as a line. That's a line that turned the puck over a lot because they were they would try to do things that very often they'd get away with and score some pretty goals. Also, would turn the puck over and get goals scored against them. So they came in with a concerted effort to try to cut that down. And uh, the part of that was putting him on the penalty kill. And he's so good on it because he has very good anticipation. He talked on his shorthanded goal that he scored, um, was it in Toronto? That, uh, you know, he, he got the puck and went in. I believe it was in Toronto. And he talked about how by looking at film, he knew what the, the opponent wanted to do, and he jumped it. And by doing that, he wound up getting a scoring opportunity for himself. But that was film study. That was him studying and being ready for the game. Uh, and, and so, you know, and he, and he and Greenway and Samuelson and uh, Johnson have such good reach where they can 
take away shooting lanes. They can take away passing lanes, and they do a good job with it. Green, I've been thoroughly impressed with Greenway as a penalty killer too, and really their best penalty killer of last year hasn't even dressed for a game in, in Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn was their best penalty killer. Uh, he did a fine job last year. But uh, the overall has been very good, and Thompson has been a big part of that. And he really took it to heart. And I think he's like, all right, if they're going to trust me on the penalty kill, I have to, you know, I have to pay them back with their trust. And he's been ready to do it and uh, done a really nice job this year. Paul, thank you as always. Thanks for taking the time for your Saturday afternoon to carve it out with us. And uh, we can't wait to hear you later tonight when you're on with Brian. Well, I only did it because of Kyle. I mean, you know, he's a, he's our shortstop, so you know. Yeah. I, yeah, we know this isn't for me. I still have to thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Thank- I heard Kyle was on. I said, "Oh, okay, I'll do it." I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of excuses. I was thinking of excuses before that. Oh, Kyle's on. Okay, I'm in. Come on, you think I brought Man. KP in to be nice? No, it was to bring the people in. I know Man. what I'm doing. That just warms my heart, Paul. <laughs> Paul, thank you again, and uh, we can't wait to hear you later tonight. Take care, guys. All right, that's Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. It's Sabres and Penguins. Pre-game starting at 6.30 here on WGR. We're late to the break, but we come back and we're going to talk some more hockey. We're going to talk plenty of Sabres here as we look at, well, most of this Eastern Conference is having a mid-off. I feel like the Sabres. I like the Sabres' chances in a mid-off. When we it comes love to a, a good play. mid-off. We love a good mid-off. So... What do you think about the Sabres' chances to make the playoffs? What's been arguing you about this team? 803-0551, 888-550-2550. You can call and raise my blood pressure about the Bills, I guess, if you want. Uh, but now it's your turn. You want to get in here? Let's get at it. Bills, Sabres, plenty of stuff going on throughout the weekend. Derek Kramer, Kyle Powell, Evans on the board. This is WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.